0: Welcome to the Canadian SME podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Fed up with the status quo of Canada's 3.5 billion retail pain market, Friends and entrepreneurs Jill Torrance and Emily Kinreid have redesigned, modernized and simplified every aspect of interior paint purchasing to create Canada's first online premium paint shop digbypaints.com. Since it opened a year ago, Digby has posted quarter-over-quarter double digital growth and has been outstripping Canada's market-wide pandemic-related sales increase of 5%. The duo say much of their success is directly related to how engaged and supportive its design-savvy millennial customer base has been in helping the company evolve its direct-to-your-door-paint concept. We recently got the chance to chat with both jill and emily where they discussed the digby paint story its vision challenges and lessons they learn tips and advices for e-commerce entrepreneurs and how to share responsibilities focusing on your co-founder's strengths emily is a seasoned marketing and communications leader with over 15 years of experience creating business strategies and translating them into tactical actionable plans while CEO Jill Torrance is a paint industry veteran with 20 years of experience in manufacturing, merchandising, marketing, and design. She joined forces with digital marketing expert Emily Kinreid to co-found Digby Paints in October 2019.
1: Hi, Jill and Emily. Welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. Now, you two passionate women entrepreneurs made an inno- made you know a very innovative mark uh, in the paint industry. You have redesigned, modernized, and simplified every aspect of uh, interior paint purchasing to create Canada's first online premium paint shop, Digby Paints. Now, tell us what inspired you to launch uh, the Digby Paints. Like share your vision, the key challenges you faced, uh, and what lessons did you learn.
2: Well, the paint industry is is a mature uh, business, you know, paint's been around forever. And so it was um, a very conservative sort of industry that was ripe for disruption. And so as we looked at what people did with paint and how they shopped for it, they would spend, you know, hours and hours on the weekend waiting in big box stores or paint stores, trying to figure out what color they wanted to to paint with, how they even went about painting, and and even just trying to find someone in the store. And so we recognized that this was not how people were shopping for a lot of other things in their day-to-day life, and we really wanted to simplify the way that they could purchase paint and also really enhance the experience. You know, when people are, are going out decorating, they have a vision and they're excited and they, you know, they want to execute something really great. And then they go to the store and they get frustrated. And you know, we talk to people and they were like, oh, I went to the store six times and I still didn't have everything I needed. And so we went from there.
3: So, um, so I'll just speak to some of the key, the key challenges that we had um, in building this. we actually were really incredibly lucky given everything that was going on in the world in 2020 so we launched in in January of 2020 um, and we sort of started off at a trickle and then we're drinking from a fire hose in about March and April um, when we were still kind of figuring out exactly how everything was going to um, to work so we had a couple of little supply issues um, but in general we were very fortunate a lot of our suppliers are in um, Canada and so that made it a lot easier to get uh, the materials we needed but um, one of the biggest things is like paint you know, if you're shipping a a sweater, um, you don't have to really think too, too much about shipping, whereas paint is a liquid, it freezes, um, it can break open. And so we had to really figure out how to protect it properly in shipping. And we we did a lot of work around developing um, a way to protect the paint so so it would get successfully to the the customer. Um, And we did that. So we did kind of like a MVP version that, that we've been using up to date and are, we're looking at launching um, a new updated one uh, this this spring, summer. So that's really exciting. And then I think the other big thing is we're really looking to change a behavior. So people have bought paint, um, the traditional way of going to the store for so long, and we're introducing this new way of buying paint. So it's not just just um, people aren't used to looking for it. So actually, one of the funny things is when we were doing research, people actually search for buying meat online more than they would search for buying paint online, just because it is such a new experience. And so figuring out how we we target those customers at the right time to change their behavior to have them the people who've bought from us are, are consistently, you know, they love the curated color collection, they love the curated supplies, the paint comes right to their door, they love all of that. But if but it's getting people to know about us and to think about, oh, hey, maybe I can buy paint online as I buy so many other things in the world today. Uh, And then also building that trust. So as Jill mentioned, the paint is industry is a really mature one. And so there's some big players. And so we're kind of coming in with this new, scrappy new model, but also a new product. And and we have to convince them that it's gonna give them the the paint job that they're looking for, which is kind of what we're all about. So simplifying that whole experience, we're really intentional about building that out for our customers. I think one of the interesting things that we learned was that colour plays a big role in um, selection so we obviously knew that with our curated um, collection but we also have we also have two um, purchase points so one would be when they select a colour and about 50% of people need to see a colour um, before they buy so they would get a colour card mailed to their home 50% of people will buy without ever seeing a colour mm-hmm. um, and so we really want to make sure that we are nurturing people in that two step buying process so not just buying the paint but they bought the color card and then coming back to buying paint um so that was a big thing that we sort of we knew color the color obviously played a huge role in paint purchasing but didn't think about it in that e-commerce way of the two-step buying process before we we launched so we learned that kind of in our friends and family round test we're like okay we got to figure this out pretty quickly
1: no, absolutely. I really admired the fact that you did your launch, uh, you know, in the in the in the beginning of the pandemic. So, <laughs> but it worked out so nicely in terms of you know how the big box stores were all closed, so people had a very limited access to the to something like paint. Mm-hmm. And you launched something that you took, uh you know, advantage of the entire situation of doing it, uh, you know, on an e-commerce platform to really. So I feel like this is something that small business owners would love to learn about you know, how to be innovative. Like, as you said, the pain industry is so mature, but how do you find, you know, new ways of selling the same product? So I like this two two step, um, you know, purchase as well. Like first they get the card and then, you know, they can actually see what colors they are and then they uh, make a final purchase. So that's very innovative. Now, on the second note, you know how many business founders and leaders choose to start and run a company with a partner and -hmm. having a partner can come with a lot of great advantages, but it can also add, uh, you know, additional stressors if the co-founders haven't nurtured their relationship. So share with our audience, like on how do you both share responsibilities focusing on, you know, each other's strengths.
2: I think we've been really fortunate because our relationship has um, flowed really well right from the very beginning. Um, And so I think that um, we can can definitely credit each other for having a really clear focus on our shared goals. We have great self-awareness when it comes to our strengths and our weaknesses. There's definitely things that only Emily can do, and there's the things that only Jill can do. And sometimes when we get to the point where Dylan and Emily both can't do it, we try to figure out who we bring in to help us out. Um, but we have a good sense of humor about that sort of thing. But again, we're also pretty committed to that, that self-awareness and making sure that the right person is is taking care of things as much as we possibly can. Now, in a small business like this, it's going to always be something that one of us just has to stick our hands in and try and figure out how to do it. Um, and we've had some unplanned challenges, obviously, with the pandemic, um, which I think was a great challenge for us and also probably really helped us to sort of um, really further establish our relationship that like hey we're going to figure this out and we're going to keep going there's going to be days that are are good and days that are like what the heck are we doing but at the end of the day we're still we're still talking to each other and we're we're coming through but but that's also helped us to further define our responsibilities and um and also just the fact that we're physically not spending any time together right now in a business that requires a physical presence every day because we ship orders. And so alternating in and out of our physical uh, location has also provided us with a great opportunity to establish some of those lines on responsibilities and also keep our communication up, which sometimes goes really well. And sometimes we forget to tell each other things but we, we manage pretty well.
3: In general, I think we're doing really well. I, just, to, just to add on that, I think like foundationally, we, we have a lot of the same um, beliefs about you know, a really a customer centric approach to how we do business overall communication. And and we're both fairly, um, as Jill said, we're, we're knowledgeable about our own limitations and, and pretty upfront about that. We have a good sense of humor. And then we agree on, you know, the marketing strategy and the go-to-market strategy from the beginning. And so I think that found that foundation of like trust, respect, vision and values all really helps to, to establish that and continue to have a great relationship.
1: That's amazing. You know, I really like how you two you you guys have that, you know, like friendly relationship. So I like that. We spend um, a lot of time talking to each other. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. That's, that's nice. Like too, are were you guys like best friends. Like, no, we actually uh, were introduced through
3: a mutual friend. And that's how kind of all of this started. So we we didn't know each other very well, Jill. I
1: wouldn't say when we when we were PayPal now, though, that's right. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> That's really interesting. Now, can you share a few tips and advice for e-commerce entrepreneurs? Since you've you know established such an interesting uh, platform in here.
3: Yeah, so um, I think one of the biggest things for me is to continue to talk to your customers. Mm-hmm. We um, before we launched, we did a small friends and family test, um, and kind of you know. Pump them for as much information as we could get out of them, and in, in terms of the whole buying experience and their journey, and you know, talk to them about you know, how would they select a color? What, how many colors would they need to see? We learned a ton from that about product quality and the questions around, you know, how does it compare? So we, we identified a lot of pain points for them that we could then incorporate before we launched to the public. Um, and then one of the other things that I think we did really well, which was we added a chat feature, a live chat feature on our website, which allows us to continue to talk to customers. So If they have an issue, they jump on the chat and we get notified about it pretty quickly. And that's actually helped us adapt some of the things that we have. So, for example, um, we've now added trim and accent color suggestions to all of the color product pages because we were getting a lot of questions of people saying, OK, I want to use Best Judy on my wall. What color white do I use on my trim? And so just trying to alleviate all of those pain points as they can, you know, how much paint do I need? We have a paint calculator now. How How do these two colors look? Um, together on a wall and we have a paint visualizer so you can do that so it really is talking to the customers and we we hope to never lose that connection with them because they are such a great resource um in figuring out where people hit you know um any snags along
1: their journey of purchase with us that's amazing i mean that's innovative that you still keep it i think being in touch with customers and knowing what they exactly want is one key to you know being successful Mm -hmm. But, you know, like uh, touching back on the pandemic, like what do you think, what do you ladies really think about like how do business leaders and aspiring women entrepreneurs can bounce back from uncertainty and start their businesses under these challenging circumstances, how you guys did? So it's a,
2: it's a good question because, you know, we started out during a time of optimism and, and relative certainty. And some of our key supporters in the early days always just reminded us, oh, it's just so simple. We can put this online paint company together, no problem. And so when we went live in January, we were just, you know, sort of flowing along, feeling like we were getting a lot of things done very, very quickly, still recognizing we had a lot to to work through. And by the, the middle of April, we're running full speed, and we didn't have all the details figured out. But we very, very quickly figured out what was most important. And obviously, never losing sight of why we were there, which was all about the customer, was one of the most important things. And as we went through it, you know, we weren't immune to the uncertainty. You know, we talked about everyone thought it was only gonna be a few weeks, and then everyone, everything would go back to normal, and you know, here we are at a year. But we also knew that we could we could figure it out and help the people that that were stuck at home looking to do DIY projects and then send them paint. And so what we've seen is from the first lockdown to then even through the the fall and into the second lockdown, we see our customers coming back. And the thing that's really satisfying to us is that even in those days in April when we didn't know what we were doing, uh, we managed to impress our customers. And so we were getting five-star reviews then and they're coming back and they're telling all of their friends as well that it's a great new way to do this. You know, we're first in the industry, we're first, the first ones doing this and we're getting that validation of the customers coming back and saying, yeah, you actually did do this, right? And so those are the things that are really important for us to celebrate and to acknowledge in the business and be sure that we keep those as sort of cornerstone um, attributes of everything that we do as we continue to develop and grow the business.
1: Absolutely. And no, I really like the, like how innovative this entire business model and idea is, but share with us, like what are the fundamental principles you'd adapt to keep yourself relevant in these ever changing times?
3: Uh, I, I, want? I, I'm I going to go back to stay focused on your customers. Cause I do think things are changing. Right. And, and your customers are gonna be the first people that kind of tell you, um, that they need something else and and keeping that kind of finger on the pulse. Um, I think for entrepreneurs, for me, I'm a recovering perfectionist Mm -hmm. um, as Jill will attest to. uh, And I like (laughs) to have things a certain way. And I think um, one of the big things that um, we, we strongly believed on from the beginning was that we just have to get things out there and test them and, Figure out how they work in the market. We can't take our we have to take our egos out of it mm-hmm. um, and really focus on what's going to work with the customer. So op, cons- consistently testing and optimizing without having to have that certain level of um, perfectionism. And as Jill said, you know we have changed significantly since you know our first round of um, the or, or in March and April when we sort of were still figuring a lot of things out. We've done a lot of things that I think are better now. But back then the customers still loved it. We still were helping those people get their paint jobs done when they were stuck at home. So I think getting out there and testing things. And then um, my other thing would be just, you know, surround yourself with some good partners and advisors. As I mentioned, you know, we could have been a lot in a lot worse shape um, when everything was kind of going crazy in the world, but we had really great partners that, you know helped keep us keep us running um, and, and serving our customers. Jill, I don't know if you have anything to add to that.
2: No, I, I you know I think that uh, you you said it very very well, and I think that one of the the things that that we haven't lost sight of as we you know try things so quickly and that sort of thing is that paint is just one of the ingredients in a customer's project vision or dream, and so offering a unique way for them to to get their paint to even get started on that is is a big step forward in in getting into people's lives and, and helping them be able to realize some of their dreams. And so one of the things that we never lose sight of is that we need to see people happy at the end when they're finished, not just happy that they got the product that we're often happy that it got there if we've been chasing it through you know, a shipping um, route that may have gone awry or whatever it might be, but it's to see them in their finished space happy with all of their decor put back together and that's really the reason that we're we're doing this is that we want to give them that full experience from the time they open up the website to the to the picture they take to post when they do a review for us at the end and so that's really what our commitment is to them and so we um we never want to lose sight of it and i think that it's super important to to continue to evolve around that goal as we as we change the business and, and make it better every day.
1: No for sure like I really liked your idea about you know testing waters and you know kind of implementing what you get from those as well as uh, I was coming back to the point where you know the paint is everywhere but the way you take it to the customer and what the customer experience is to, about it is also very very important. Um, mm-hmm. now can you ladies share, like, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share to our audience? Um, I think maybe just a shameless plug, if you're
3: looking to buy paint, check us out online. Um, and I think, I think just in general, if, if you have been a customer or if you try, we love feedback. And I think that's, I think how you keep growing and evolving and, um, yeah. Jill, anything else to add? (laughs)
2: I think that was pretty good. I think that one of the, the other things I would say is that um, being uncomfortable in what you're trying to do in your business can certainly lead to really great things and great success. So for other people thinking of of trying to do something different or to um, disrupt a long established business like what we're doing, it's, uh, it's very, very rewarding and definitely worth trying.
1: It must be. No, thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. I mean, it was great pleasure to chat with you today, knowing more about you, about your platform. And I'm sure many other women entrepreneurs will find your story very, very inspiring because I did like quite a bit, a lot. And it will help them, you know, gain that confidence that they lost uh, due to, you know, this crisis that's going along. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having having
0: us. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders.